Welcome to this week's Spin Foil Theory. We're about to take a dive into another mystery from the lore of Destiny the Game. Specifically, we'll be giving high-level scrutiny to popular, emerging, and outlying theories than judging them. If you have any questions or theories of your own, write to us at spinfoiltheory at gmail.com or visit us over at spinfoiltheory.com. And now, let's put on our spin foil hats and get a little crazy. Here comes this week's show. And we're recording. Yes. Yep, yep, yep. Groovy. All right. Um, welcome to the Spinful Theory Podcast. This is your host, Taylor B., and your host, Lady Lucita. How you doing, Lucy? Doing pretty good, pretty good. Yeah? How's your week been? Tired. I'm so tired, because Master mm. Vogs sucks, man. It sucks. Mm. It's yeah, poo-poo. I... And garbage, and I have unfortunately resorted to being a bounty goblin. But you've resorted to violence. I've resorted, yeah, I've resorted to violence. <laughs> well, no, I, here's a funny story. So my buddy Eric and I, we pretty much play the same amount, and I could not understand why he was like thirty plus levels ahead of me. We've done the same seasonal challenge. We played the same amount, pretty much. Like we. Pretty much do everything together. So I'm like, how the frick frack are you so, so high? And even he's like, I don't know. Because like we would do the seasonal challenges and everything together. So he's like, I don't understand. And then this morning, I was just, you know, doing bounties. And one of the bounties said, oh, hey, you need to collect chests. And me being lazy, he was like, oh, I'll just slap on the ghost mod that does that. And then I look. And then I see... I did not have the 12% XP bon bonus thing on my ghost shell the oh, entire... Oh, no light? The, yeah, the, that one. Oh, I didn't no. have that on the entire season. No. So I could have, like, and then I did the math. And if I had had the mod on, I would have probably been, like, a little bit behind Eric. And that means Master Vogue would literally not be challenging for me. And I'm just kind of mad. So, I've been doing bounties, and I'm... As one does. As one does. I mean... As one does. It's not, it's not that bad. It's just, uh, just a little annoying, mm -hmm. I guess. I don't know. I'm just a little annoyed, to say the least. A little least. salty? A little, little salty? A little, little. Just a little salty. salty. Just, just, just tiny, a little salty. Tiny. Just a tiny. tiny. It's a sprinkling. Just a it's sprinkling, not quite, it's just, not just opening the whole yeah. container of salt and dumping oh it on my salad. Oh god, like on purpose. Yes. Not even, the... not even you got caught. No. Someone... I feel like you don't see that anymore. No. I'm just sad, okay? Yeah. I'm just straight up not having a good time, because, like, I really want... I don't really care about the time-lost weapons, to be honest. Like, I know some people are like, I really want the Found Verdict, or I really want the Heisen Vengeance. I? Or Fatebringer, or whatever. I don't really care about the time-lost weapons. I just want the seal, and the sh just to get that mm -hmm. done, and then never touch Master Vogue ever again. Until I have, like, max spoils. Then I'll just do, we'll do an Atheon or whatever, and then dump all those in and just because I'll have all of the time lost weapons available like I'm not like hurting really hard to get like time lost found verdict I know a lot of pvp people really want that 
Because it's basically Felwinter's on crack, because you can put... Yeah. You can put Adept Icarus Grip on it. Which yeah. Gives it, which gives it even more range, so it's like... I understand Only why if you're people in the air, run. though. No, it also gives you a plus range bonus, like, stat. That is, I feel like that's out of the spirit of Icarus. That well, is it increases your range. The spirit, but that's against the spirit. Icarus was meant to fly. I know. But it also increases just your range in, like, a general sense. But it... Because Icarus Grip, what it does is it increases your your accuracy while you're, like, jumping. So if you're, like, you know, oh, jumping oh no, around to, like, dodge... I'm sorry, I meant the reference, what they oh. named it after. Like, the, the Greek... Yeah, I, kn the I Greek knew that. Boy. I knew that. I'm well, yeah, dumb. but I'm saying, like, he's meant... Oh, I know, I know you don't, but I'm just saying, like, he is meant... Like, like I guess what I'm trying to say is... I, I'm sorry, I know you're not dumb. <laughs> sorry. What I mean okay. is that... Is that... Is that... Like, in the spirit of naming it Icarus Grips, if it gives you something when you're on the ground, that is not in the spirit of Icarus. I see, I see, yeah. I see, I see that, I see that. I'm just, yeah, I'm just I'm explaining from. to what, what Bungie did, man. I'm oh god, trying. I forget we have listeners sometimes. Might be. It's okay. <laughs> it's okay. Everything's fine. Everything's fine. Situation normal. Oh, I still need to... Before the season's over... There's a couple things I still need to do. I've been so distracted by just other games. Move. Um, like I've I've come back and enjoyed like the lore, and I've come back to play, and I still enjoy Destiny. It's not even like I'm like not even playing it daily still. It's just like, oh Taylor B, you got that limited release, no more heroes package that just came in the mail. Like, oh, I kind of want to play all of that. <laughs> yeah, no, that's, that's kind of been, that's kind of been me too, because like, uh, TennoCon for Warframe is literally in three days, and that's like their like big event where they show like, hey, this is the next new Warframes that are coming out, this is the next big story thing, and they've been teasing this story thing for literally years now. It's like, it's like basically... Savathun-esque, like, level of teasing. Like, Savathun's been teased for a very, very long time, and now this next expansion, Witch Queen, we're finally getting to see her. Maybe. Allegedly. Well, it's about it's about her, basically. Uh, allegedly. Well, I say allegedly because we don't know. It'd be <laughs> oh, really no, I, funny just, I, just, I just like reiterating allegedly. I just think it's a funny word. <laughs> allegedly. Um, but yeah, no, there's stuff like that. that thing? I'm sorry, sorry, but, like, speaking of Warframe, did you see that thing with, uh, Henry Cavill? Where yeah. he's doing, like, Witcher stuff, and he can't stop talking about Warframe? And referencing oh, yeah, Warframe? No. I think it's funny when, like, celebrities are like, hey, I'm gonna play a game. This is fun. Like, I've seen a lot of oh, streamers yeah. play, like, uh, Sortor. And I'm just like, this is cool. This is nice. And then, yeah. Like, I, ha I have to somehow balance Destiny, Warframe... And Star Wars Old Republic. Star Wars Old Republic has a season. And their seasonal model, I hate it. I hate it so much. It's so dumb. It's like, the only way to go up in the season pass is you have to do the daily seasonal challenges and the weekly seasonal challenges. And if you miss it, if you miss a day, you lose out. You, there's no, like, catch-up mechanic, which I think is stupid. This is their first time ever trying to do a season pass thing, so they'll hopefully take all of that kind of feedback into account and make the next one better. Because, like, 
Because, like, I didn't start leveling it up until, like, the midpoint of the season, so I'm really far behind. And I need to get to at least season pass rank 70, and I'm season pass rank, like, 17. So I got a ways to go. Got a ways to go. But luckily, the objectives are pretty straightforward, so I just, I log in. I do them. They don't take that long. So yeah, it's not that bad. It's just kind of annoying annoying and tedious and i'm just like dang sometimes i forget how good destiny is at least with like i mean the season pass could be better it could be better cough cough looking at what master chief collection does and what halo infinite is going to do cough 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 for those who don't know what uh master chief collection and such halo infinite is doing is the season pass, you once you have it, you have it forever and ever. It will not go away. So if you, for example, let's say you came in late for, I'll just use it with Destiny terms, with last season. Or you came in this season, but you can still level up the previous seasons if you bought the previous season. So if you, like, were only, only got to, like, level, like, 60 and you didn't get those the rest of the ornaments or the exotic emote at the end or the you could still like when you level up you choose oh i want the level to go towards whatever season pass or this current one like i think that's really cool and it's nice for people who like missed out or like took a break or something cuz it's like i don't know yeah and i think i think that's really cool too uh concept wise and and um like as a thing but like to be like i guess not to play devil's advocate but like i personally coming from the space of like don't you feel like halo even in infinite the the new one that's coming out that's less of a game as a service like destiny is yeah true like like the game is the game and it sounds yeah. like they release like challenges as opposed to new content. Like, correct me if I'm well, wrong. Yeah. I don't, I don't well, yeah, know. with ha- with Halo Infinite, they're gonna release like new content. It's gonna be more of a live service with Halo oh. Infinite. Oh, but... yeah. I didn't know that. That's pretty cool. Yeah. So that's why I'm kind of like, hmm, but like a lot of people like when Halo Infinite announced like their battle pass with air quotes you know their their seasonal model a lot of people were like hey bungie you should do this with apex people were like hey you should do this a lot of people were like take notes because this is like i think it's good because a lot of people especially with like fomo like fear of missing out and stuff like that is a big reason why i play is because I don't want to, like, miss out on stuff. I don't want to, like, not... I don't I want to not yeah. play and then miss out on something mm-hmm. if I could have been playing. That's why yeah, and, I'm addicted to this. To, no, yeah, and, and I feel like it's such a double-edged sword because you want to have stuff that's special to people who were there in the moment. Oh, yeah. You want to reward that, but you also don't want people who maybe you know, hadn't even heard of the game at that time to feel like they've really missed out on something cool. And I heard yeah. this from, like, a very professional podcaster, like, listening to their show. I want to say it was, like, ID10T, maybe? But the idea was, like, okay, 
So, say we're them. Say it's our show. We're like, let's release a t-shirt this season. The color of this t-shirt for this season, it's only for this season. Maybe we'll revisit it. Maybe it'll be a slightly different shade. But this is the this season t-shirt. Next season, t-shirt's essentially the same, but it's a different color. So yeah. maybe you didn't, like, miss out 100%, like, you know, sex is that your favorite color. But, like, you know, there might be a similar color again. And, you know, you... You kind of have that thing that we're like, I can get a similar thing, and I don't really feel that left out. And yeah. plus, people who were there at the time can feel like, yeah, like, I've got this color. Like, I've been a fan, or, like, I've been a part of this for, like, that long. It reminds me of, yeah. uh, I, before I came to Destiny, the person who brought me into Destiny, we actually played DC Universe Online together. Well, that's cool. Thank you. Um, and, uh... You know, I, I definitely fell off once I came to Destiny in that game, but, like, one thing that game did was they would have capes that you could put on your character that were just, like, if if you logged in for however long during the anniversary of the game, it's just the cape with a number on the back of it for how long the game's been out. Yeah, yeah. Like, um... Uh, yeah, like, Sortor does the same thing where they'll have, like, little, um, pets, like, during, like, the May the 4th time they always have one and it's basically the same little r2 unit every single time it's just a slightly different color and the name is like m4 y10 or whatever you know may 4th year 10 that's what's up like it's like little things like i i don't like it's cool for like people if like you're into that kind of stuff like i don't really care i don't really run pets in that game but, I like, mean, if you're just, a newcomer, you don't feel left out either, right? You don't feel left out, because it's like you... Yeah. Like, Bungie has a really, I think... Bungie has a really, uh... Really hard challenge, I think, with balancing the... Hardcore people. Like, I, I would consider myself sort of a hardcore player. Cough, cough, season pass rank 200 and something. I guess. I'm like I'm not like super casual, but I don't think I'm like I'm not like the people who like stream and this playing Destiny is their job. It's it's like a spectrum. It's like a spectrum. There's people on one end who like you know play it really really casually, like oh you know I just you know what I find, which is really funny in this conversation. When you had that spectrum, you find it's actually a bow, and if you go too far in one direction, you find yourself on the precipice of the other. What do you mean? I play Destiny so much that I've actually run out of stuff to do, so now I have to do other stuff than play Destiny. Ah, I see, I see. Yeah, 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 that kind of... And I don't mean this as, like, a, a common query, like, fans. Like, I just mean this as, like, a like a funny, like, yo, like, there are people out there who actually run out of stuff to do in Destiny. And I mean that as, like, a compliment to their dedication, but also to Destiny, like, Destiny has so much shit to do. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. Because I like I uh, yeah, like I said before before we started recording, I I met a new light person. I was just, I was just patrolling the Cosmodrome, just kind of vibing, and this new light person came up to me. They're like, I need help. I don't know what I'm doing. And I'm like, you know what? I got time. Why not? So I helped them out a little bit. We did the Novota strike. They were 
They are scared of the hive, evidently, which makes me kind of laugh. They think the thrall are scary. And then, like, it just was, like, so wholesome. Scary. I mean, the no, they, they are. They are. They're yeah. like those murder zombies in 28 Days Later. Pretty much. They're, they're kind of scary. But, like, me being, I guess, a, a veteran, old light player, I'm just, like... Oh, it's the hive. Oh, it's 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 the cosmodrome. Oh, it's a strike. Like I don't. It's not the same, but like helping like new light people through like the story and stuff just kind of makes me happy and makes me realize there Ooh. is so much to do. Right? There's the story. If there's story, there's the lore. There's strikes. There's raids. There's dungeons. There's crucible. There's trials. There's iron banner. There's exotics that you can- there's like the exotic weapons, exotic armor, all of the exotic quests you can do, all of the different destinations you can just go around and walk. You can just walk around, like, if you want to go patrol the Dreaming City for an hour and a half, you can do it. If you want to patrol Europa, go for it. Like, nothing's stopping you. Like, that's- I just kind of just realized that, like, it's- Destiny is kind of big. It's a lot. Yeah. It's it's so awesome getting to sort of relive whenever you run into like blueberries or like maybe you get a friend who joins the game to sort of hear experiencing Destiny as it is now. Oh yeah, definitely. Through someone's eyes for the first time. And to, like, be able to kind of guide them through it. And, and it's different than being, like, like ha- having to do similar stuff, like, for my job sometimes. It's different than doing that professionally. Oh, yeah. No, definitely. Definitely. Like, with, with my hobby, like, I don't have expectations of you. I just want to make sure that you and I both have fun. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's so much better. It's so much like showing someone something that you that you love. That's one of my favorite things about this game. Like that's so fucking awesome. You got to like do that today. Yeah, it was so funny. They found basically they found Randall the Vandal in the Cosmodrome, and they're just like, "Why does this guy have so much help? I need help. I'm scared." He's the sum of his brothers. Yes, and I'm just like, it's okay. I feel like that's the only. They're like, my oh weapons my aren't doing any, aren't like hardly doing any damage. What's going on? I'm scared. And I'm like, don't worry, I got this. And I just walk up with a fusion rifle and I shoot the vandal once and it dies. Mm-hmm. I just, I just stopped and just started laughing and they just look at me like, you one-shotted Randall. They're just like, how, dude? How are you this powerful? I'm like, because I'm Can God. We? No. Can we add something? Because he is demonstrably unkillable. I mean, there's also Randall. Can we add a theory that maybe Randall the Vandal will find his way to House Light? Yes, I hope so. I hope so. That would be funny. Well, because I mean, there's there's so many different versions of Randall the Vandal. There's Randall the Vandal, like the original one. Then there's Randall mm-hmm. Perfected mm-hmm. in the Wrath of the Machine raid. And then there's the Randall the Vandal. There's one before that, I, I want to say. Yeah, I know there's another one before that, but I forgot. And then there's... <laughs> I forget, like, I forgot, like, it's, like, name. Like, if it, like... Well, because Randall Perfected is the last one, because that came out with Rise of Iron. Yeah. And then it was Randall the Vandal. 
he had he had one more iteration, and if I can if I if I look it up, I'll I'll tag it at the end at the end of the show in the notes. But there there were three iterations of him. Like we're both right there. We're both remembering correctly. I feel like we wouldn't both do this independently. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> um, and uh, he, he just had this like prevailing like fans unkillable quality like no matter when you put him down he was like kind of obscene to fight he was just like a random dude on the map it didn't matter if you killed him or not yeah and and when you did you felt so cool and he always compared with a little buddy with a shank or something yeah yeah it was always the little shank buddy like he had his little buddy yeah because i know there's one like... sorry oh well no no, no, no. i was just kind of going into the flex of him like sitting there with his buddy sorry and, i wasn't saying anything important <laughs> no him and his buddy are just vibing but yeah because mm-hmm. i know there's one on the moon of randall the vandal in sorrows harbor and it's a nightmare it's a nightmare vandal and i'm like he, he truly is nightmare fuel Ooh. but well hmm i think that might be the fourth yeah because there's that one of randall yeah, cause there, there, there was there was one before Rise of Iron in D one between his original release. Probably I in the Plaguelands, maybe. I don't know. I don't know. We'll have to go look. I'm trying to think we of can when go it look. happened. Yeah, we can always go look. Have to I'll put it in one. the show notes, and if we're completely wrong, I'll record like a tag end of the show where I admit where I was wrong, guys. I swear. It's okay. But, uh, <laughs> but. And then if he was a nightmare as well, holy shit! Oh yeah, no, this this guy, this guy's a Chad. This guy's an absolute Chad. And then I think, yeah, it's in the Cosmodrome again in D two, and also there's it's in the EDZ. Very top. If you're looking at the He's map, both in, dead and undead. Yeah, the Sunken Isles. Sunken Isles. That's where it is. So there's lots of iterations. Okay. Maybe it's a whole house. Yeah. It's a house of, house of. A house of Randall. House of Randall, instead of. House of Randall. And it's the all just. Oh, yeah. It's all just the Randall the Vandal. That's all it I is. I love that. That's my crackpot theory. I love that theory. so much. That's my crackpot theory, and no one can tell me otherwise. Speaking of crackpot theories, let's add that one to the list. Yes. We should get in on this week's. Theory. Yes, we kind of <laughs> went on a tangent. That's kind of my bad. No, 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 that's not your bad. That's our good. I guess. That was all cool shit, and it's a teaser for it's a teaser for another show. Um, Alright, so so guys, I'll I'll go ahead and give us the introduction this week. This week, this week's theory is the Vex network is another plane of existence. Not a hosted site. By that we mean that the Vex network hmm. It exists outside, like, the Vex network isn't static to this reality. The Vex network is its own reality. Yes, very similar to how the Ascendant Plane works for the Hive. Well, I... Kinda? Well, at least that's how I kinda... Well, well, I don't... I, I think you're right in that regard, actually, 100%. The one thing I want to kind of, like, differentiate is I don't know if the Vex will is immutable. I think it's the simulation, which is, like, a little different than, like, a throne world, yeah? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I just meant, like, how there's, like, the Sea of Screams. Like, that is a... That's not... It's not a place you can go here. 
in our reality. You can't just walk there. You have to go through the Ascendant Plane. I meant like the Ascendant Plane as like a oh, hole. And you have to go through a Vex Gate. You have to go through a Vex Gate to get to the to get into the Vex, Vex Network. Network. Similarly, like you have to go through an Ascendant Portal to go into the Ascendant Plane. Or you have to create your own gate via splicing. Via splicing, exactly. And literally yeah. dive into the Vex network. Exactly. Or you have to create your own portal, which is what with like the tinctures okay. of Queen's foil. So, so both of us, I know, right? So, but both of us are in IT, Lucy, uh, at different ends. Uh, I, 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 I do like the the engineering for support, and you are a dev. Yes, I'm a dev. So kind of like like you develop stuff, you show me how to support it, and then I I kind of go mechanic about it, right? Yes. Kind of like if, if you guys, if uh, listeners, if 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 uh, if you're not in IT, it's kind of like a car, right? Uh, Lucy would design the car, and then I would help keep it working after it's produced. Yes. I like the kind car of, analogy. Kind of... That works. That works. I've always, right? like, yeah, yeah, I've yeah, always it, had trouble like explaining. Like they're like, "What do you mean? What do you develop?" And I'm like, "Well, uh, software." What What sucks is my job is engineer, but in the car analogy, you would be the engineer, and I, I would know, be the mechanic. That, that's kind of funny. Yeah. It's like flipped almost. <laughs> but yeah, no, definitely, definitely. I, I feel like that. you're an engineer too, but it's just like it's like different stuff. It's like we're engineering different uh, things. Like I'm engineering the like initial thing, and then you're like tweaking it, like if problems arise yeah yeah exactly exactly i'm uh i'm the manic pixie dream girl who comes in and <laughs> makes it work oh my God. i mean i guess that works oh no i've been watching a lot of rom-coms with my partner so it's okay <laughs> so, anyway, anyway i happen to have that term on the brain no 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 direct report but um so so yeah so for this, uh, with the Vex Network being its own plane, I think a lot of the crux of it goes to a lot of different stories we've heard over the years in D1 about the Vex Network, going back to, you know, being topical, the Vault of Glass being like our first, like, real dive into it as Guardians way back in D1. And so in, in that instance, we had to... Uh, uh, extract a key from a gate lord, take another gate lord's eye, which ended up being dumb, and that always bugged me because a lot of people were like, "Why didn't that work?" I was like, "Dude, if you cut your camera out of your phone, does it still work as a camera?" No. We cut the eye out of a piece of electronics, and we're like, "Why doesn't this key work?" And that's why, like, I always thought it was really funny that Aldrin laughed at us. Because he knew that was, like, a dumb... Like, he already knew that was, like, an idiot's task. We're just like, here, here, have have, have the Gate Lord's eye. And and then Aldrin's just like, you basically cut the eyeball out of a... Okay. Yeah. Good, yeah. good job, Guardians. We're just gonna open it for you. The Guardians, you did the they're thing. so smart. Ha, ha, ha. We're very proud of you. You did the thing. We weren't being so literal, but like, okay, like, all right, you know what? You did it. We'll, we'll let you in. We'll let you in. To the Black Garden in that case. But uh, when when we actually, I guess maybe the Black Garden at the end of D1 story mode might be the technical first place. 
Yeah. Uh, and 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 uh, and similarly, like a couple of weeks later, the uh, the Volta Glass being uh, the proper release there. But uh, so you have to go in through a gate. When you go in, space is completely different, and it's completely different in a dissimilar way to how the ascendant plane is different. The ascendant plane is kind of like. Uh, for fans of Netflix, like like the Upside Down. Yeah, that's a really good analogy. The Upside I'm stealing down. that from Blue Thirty Two, <gasps> uh, Blue Crew Thirty Two from Focus Fire Chat. Uh, I think he's used that analogy before, but it applies here. If I give him credit, no one can hate me. <laughs> um. But yeah, that, that's that's one of his. I, I think that's from uh, Stranger Things. Uh-huh. Is, is, yes. Is where, where that where that where that comes from. But yeah, so that that's kind of like the 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 ascendant plane in in that Taken realm is kind of like the upside down of where you just were. Whereas the Vex network is unique into itself. Maybe in some way to your points and references earlier, Lucy, to Throne Worlds. In the ascendant plane. Uh, like when we go into the dark below back in D1, you take a dive into this, like, what feels like an insurmountable pit, and the moon ain't that big. And then you end up in this whole new throne world that belongs to Crota. Yes. Uh, that's, that's built in of its own. So in that way, I mean that they're similar. Maybe not necessarily in what they represent. But, like, like, what are some of your thoughts? I, I, I think this is a really interesting theory. Oh, yeah. I think it's really interesting that, like, there is a... You can't not see the similarity between the Vex network and the Ascendant plane. Like, there's some... I wouldn't say Link or something, because, I mean... I think it's really interesting that they... Very similarly to the Worm Gods and the Ahamkara, they both do the same, or use the same phrase, oh, blank mine, but they are kind of doing it for different things. Like, basically I'm trying to say is it's, there's an evolutionary thing where it's separate species or separate entities develop or get an evolutionary trait but they're not like related like dolphins and sharks they both have fins they're they're not related you understand what I'm saying? but they live in similar environments yeah they live in similar environments so I just think it's really interesting that both the Vex which are basically time traveling robots and Mm -hmm. I just realized think about it the Vex and the hive, they're both trying to be the final shape of the universe. So, right? Can I can I can I make a big pull? Yes. From some previous shows. Yes. That I think you've both been a part of and, and I've talked about before. Do you think this stems back to the Vex as earliest as it is recorded? impressions on this universe 
in meeting the hive and at least at first in some of their factions directly emulating them it's possible i mean they could have i mean with curia deducing the sword logic and curia sending everything back to the vex network before it got taken so they have the knowledge of how the ascendant plane works how the and i mean it's it's definitely possible i think it's definitely possible but i've always felt that minotaurs were almost directly an allegory to boomer knights maybe i mean yeah i i definitely see it just give just give the minotaur a laser sword yeah. and there you go mhm well, uh, that's why I say Boomer Knights, because they have the gun. Yeah, true, true. Yeah, um, and I kind of think that goblins operate a lot of times very similar to, uh, what, what what's it called? Uh, the ones just above Thrall. Acolytes. Acolytes, yes. Jinx Yomia Cook. Yeah, and then but. there's the Hobgoblins, <laughs> which are like the... The new acolytes with the sniper rifles that were in, um, that came out in Warmind. But sometimes, but sometimes you see goblins with that stuff too. Yeah, that's the thing. So it's like, it's just that, like, weapon. Yeah. The sniper. I mean, yeah. And then, but what would harpies be? Would harpies be wizards? I feel like harpies. Because they both float? Uh, well, harpy, well, no, nah, because I think harpies are kind of. Harpies and I feel thralls? like harpies. This is, well, harpies are my yes, but hear me out here as to why. Harpies, in my view, harpies and the mines, the uh, Praetorian, or not the Praetorians, but uh, like like the the big boys that float Hydras. with the three shields. Hydras, yes. Uh, I, all I could think of was like Vex Mind. Um, I think those floating sort of abstract things are closest to what first poured out of that gate. Yeah. Before Crota, like, right when Crota opened it. I think that's more akin to the Vex origins than any of their forms with legs. Because, like, legs just don't make sense. For, for a construction robot that can fly, why would you ever want legs? But if you're emulating the hive, you could like kneel and like give subservience and do all like the the stuff that they do. Sorry, just to round that out. No, 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 that makes sense. That makes sense. No, like what I think is interesting is you're saying that harpies and thrall are basically the same because thrall is the mo the simplest, like least. Mm-hmm. Like. I wouldn't say hive as, but like it's the closest to them before they became the hive. Mm -hmm. And harpies are the closest to harpies before they met the hive. You're you're picking up what I'm putting down. I'm picking 100%. up. I'm picking up what you're putting down. But another th possibility, what I was saying before was that it might just be that like using, I guess, alternate reality. I wouldn't say alternate planes of existence, i.e. Ascendant Plane for the Hive and the Vex Network for the Vex. And they're both sort of competing to be the final shape. So I'm curious to see if to 
be the final shape. You have to have control over different planes of existence. Possibly. I wonder if that might be, as opposed to like their primary directive, I wonder if that might be a conclusion that perhaps both sides have drawn. Yeah. Yeah, because they're both trying to do the same thing. I just think it's really interesting that... They have different approaches, though, right? Yeah, like, very, very different approaches. Yeah. But it's. I just think it's really interesting that they're both like, oh, we're just going to have this separate plane of existence over here where we do stuff. We don't like your rules. We're going to go to a place where we make the rules exactly. and figure out how to beat you. Exactly. Like, that's what they're both doing. They're both trying to... They both, in they're their... changing the game. In their respective planes of existence they're they're in charge like oh dude dude it's so all right so 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 to, to your point you just gave me a little a little epiphany the hive are hiding their death and changing the rules of this plane of existence by hiding themselves in another yes the vex have simulated or in effect because they have their simulations are so accurate they have personhood too have taken you not to use like a buzzword to another plane to figure out how to defeat you yes i mean it's it's a pocket dimension but two different approaches as to how to win exactly i think it's really interesting and another thing with the vex is i th i just think it's really fascinating because with for example what they did to M uh, Maya Sundaresh, Terminator Sundaresh how they simulated her M-Sun 12! Yeah, how they simulated her the Vex took this one one of the researchers that was ca that they caught and they basically made a bajillion copies of her trying to figure out how, how do we break her how do we poke her, how do, what do we happen if we do this, what if we do that how do we like make her join us and then they ended up figuring it out and they're like all right this one right here is Ooh. the one oh, no. it's purge the rest it's just it's so much darker than that i mean yeah it's it's a lot darker than that it's but so i was much... i was so, kind of paraphrasing so... i can dig it i can dig it for, for you guys listening basically they dumped them all in a room and let them hear all of the others and M-Sun 12, Maya Sundaresh 12, in that simulation, was the first one that thought, what if I made all the other ones shut up? Oh, yeah. And her solution was to kill them all. She killed all of the other simulations that she was in there with. I mean... Yeah, no, it's brutal. And that totally explains how she's totally fine with flaying Clovis Bray. Yeah. Like, bruh. Bruh. Totally rough. Um, so, I think those parallels are all super cool. Do, do you think the Vex network is kind of like, hmm, like maybe its own universal operating system? Yeah. Kind of? I think I think like I think own, if you if you, if like you put it language? in like coding sort of thing, I guess you could have the ascendant plane being like Mac or like you know an OS, and then the Vex network is a different OS. 
Like they're completely separate. Or am I not understanding correctly? Because they both do this, are doing the same thing. It's just that one might, one does X, the other does Y. So yeah, sorry about that. Um, so yeah, so I guess, I guess in my, in, in my thinking, uh, like operating system, I guess like against reality, like I, I agree that they have the similarities of a pocket dimension, but to, to your points just now, like it's kind of different, but like the fact that the Vex use it almost exclusively as a simulation and information network. Like, I guess, I guess, uh, what I'm asking is, like, do you think, like, they have either copied or created their own code language for reality? I mean, that is fundamentally what they're trying. They're trying to basically figure out exactly what they can do to basically win and write in... I mean, with what we've seen in the Vault of Glass, they want to try and write themselves into the fabric of reality itself so that they are a universal constant. Hence, the final shape. And... So yeah, I feel like they're basically trying to code up... If we're doing with, like, the coding analogy, I guess the Vex are trying to code up an algorithm that always basically persists persists it's just always there i wouldn't say like a virus but kind of like a self-replicating kind of a self-replicating <laughs> kind of like a rabbit from all our hacker fans of 1994 he <laughs> <laughs> um it's really interesting you bring that up. Uh, before we get before we get too far away from it, do you feel as like one one kind of vibe I'm getting from the Vex network and the Hive network is like if time reality for a metaphor is a river, these aren't streams; these are like little eddies off to the side. Yeah. They can't exist without the main timeline. Like, they can't keep being fed. They can't find their own path. So, like, to our Loki fans, like, it's not like a tangent thing. It's like this uh, this little time-displaced loop they have, like, just to the side that's just kind of, like, swirling in on itself on the edge of time. It's kind of the vibe I'm getting. Like, I, I'd always kind of gotten this from the Vex Network... Especially after uh, Praetith's um, different uh, experiences, both from his uh, ghosts in D1 and his uh, more recent stuff in D2. Mm -hmm. But now I'm kind of getting the fact that they have to hide their death from this timeline. Because if, if it was its own universe, like proper, it wouldn't matter if they died here. Yeah. It'd be completely separate, so that's really... Hmm. That's got me really thinking now. Like, w would you agree with that? Like, it's 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 more like a little pocket. Yeah. I definitely think so. Oh, shit. 
That's pretty cool, and that kind of explains, I think, on both ends, surprisingly, that they are not not like parasitic. I feel like that's that's different. They're not really like leeching anything, but they're like aberrations, as opposed to actual extra dimensional. So the reason I bring that up is this takes me back to the Vex first entrance into this universe via Crota. Did he cut them from another timeline or dimension? Ooh. Or did he just cut them in from another aberration that they hadn't encountered yet? Like, they've always all been part of the same timeline. Or, like, they're not responsible for branches. Maybe? I don't know. That's kind of... It's Wonka-Doo, isn't it? Yes. Like, I'm I'm a big... uh, For logic reasons, in narratives... I'm 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 I I really enjoy uh when when different different ways of writing time travel. Uh because most writers un- unless it's like, you know, random comic that doesn't have to do with that in the first place, but most writers in like science fiction and 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 different media will, will try to make sense of it like logically for their narrative. Uh, because there's so many different things that, like, could happen, so they, they tend to make, like, rules for themselves based on what, like, they're going for. Yeah. And it always, it always made me wonder here in Destiny, if the Vex, like, I'm submitting this, I guess, a little new, if the Vex could travel to other timelines, like, actual other timelines... Why would they need to stick around in any of them? Why can't they just go to one where they win? Maybe. Like, why would they need to work at anything? Like, I'm kind of submitting that I don't think they can. They can't. Well, no, they, they... It's been stated many times that they can't win right now because we exist. Well, I mean, so, like... Narratively, yes, I agree with that. I'm not trying to be like that guy. Uh, for for sake of like thought processes to like where I'm trying to like express about I guess what I would say in infinite in, in infinite possibility uh, impossibility is possible. I mean yeah, so there is a reality or a timeline where the Vex were somehow able to simulate paracausality and when. Right, that would be the idea there, right? But, like, the other side of that coin, which is where I think maybe the Vex actually fall, is they can't do that. No, I don't think so. Like, it's actually, they can only travel in the same timeline. Yeah, no, they can't go between... They can't go to, like, it's like, it's branching like, it's, dimensions yeah, it's and like stuff like that. parallel lines, basically. They can go on different points in the parallel line, but they can't go from one parallel line to the other one. Right, they can stick to one line, but they can't go between the two. Yeah, yeah. Basically, if each parallel line was a timeline, so to speak. 
and you have they they have you have Vex on the left timeline and Vex on the right timeline. Let's say the left timeline was, was able to figure out how to simulate paracausality somehow. The Vex on the right timeline right. can't go to the left one and get the trade secrets on how to simulate paracausality to beat us. You're, they can't. You're digging it. There, there's basically an invisible wall between them. Yes. So you're, you're, you're picking up what I'm putting down. Heck yeah. I think, potentially speaking, the stranger, because of how she time travels, she rides a timeline, then comes back. Yeah, she's, in a, she's not... Rides a timeline, then comes back. She's Yeah, that, a lot of people think that she's from an alternate timeline, but not... Really? She's technically just has been stuck in the Groundhog Day time loop. And Yes. She she's Or fifty first dates. Yeah. Even. Well I just use, I just use Groundhog Day because it you know, people know Groundhog Day. She's stuck in the oh, time. Oh no, I love Groundhog Day. I was just trying to expand her. Expand it. <laughs> yeah, no, no, it's I'm okay. So sorry. It's okay. I'm so sorry. But no, I'm just saying Groundhog it's just Day like was the better reference, I concede. It's just like a loop, like a circle. <laughs> she's stuck in a circle. She's, exactly. And no matter what she does, the same stuff happens, but this time, right. this time with us, with her pushing us to go kill the Black Garden before anyone else can find it and then lead down the snowball that then leads to the dark future. I submit we hadn't been resurrected before. No, she did mention the we did. Guardian. She did mention we were just a guardian who used to just fell to darkness in the end, the, in like the first time, or one of the times that she did it. I think she mentioned that in the Beyond Light campaign. I don't recall that, but I'm open to it. I don't I don't want to sound infallible here, but I, I definitely missed that. Uh, but that wouldn't be the first thing I missed. Just want to put that out there equally. Uh, that sounds cool as fuck. If, if we did exist in some of those other timelines, and this is the one where we're awesome, like this is the one where we're fucking Batman? Pretty much, and the other ones were just, you know, just yeah. Bruce Wayne, not Batman. But in this particular timeline, yeah. we're Batman. This one, our parents died. In the other ones, our parents didn't die. we're scared of bats. Die. Yes, yes, <laughs> yeah. there we go. I can dig it. I can, but yeah, I, I, I kind of want to put that out there. Like, and... And uh, just as as a, as a further note, we also have this weird space where Vex simulated timelines, because all of the simulations are given personhood, are treated in the same way as timelines. And I agree with that decision narratively, but I do want to say those are not like as I've read the text. And tell me if you feel differently, Lucy. Those are not like actual other timelines. No. It's just that's how good the Vex are. No, that you're correct. That is just how good the Vex are at simulating non-paracausal entities such as like Arash or Oh, hey, actually. Actually, hold on. That reminds me though. Let's let's round up on this one and then we have a fun we have a fun thing to talk about we because do. somebody wrote us in. Yeah, we do. You're um, right. Someone did. Yeah. yeah. So, um, on on this one, uh, before I give the final score, I think I think uh, I I just want to say. One, I think it's like an Eddie. I think it's uh, it's 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 
not an operating system to to Lucy's point earlier. It's it's like its own language. And to kind of what we touched upon, we didn't go into it too depthly, but like when you're diving as a splicer, I I think you're accessing the same language through a different interface, and that's why things look like so like hyper eighties like photosynth cool vibe as opposed to what you've seen before. Like, like what, what, what do you think, Lucy? No, I definitely think that. It also might be that that's just... Think of that part of the Vex network as more of, like, kind of like... My brain keeps thinking, like, kind of like Blender, how you, like, plan. Or, like, you've seen, like, concept art in Destiny where it's more of the blocky <laughs> shapes where they're still planning... Mm-hmm. How stuff is. Think of that like a staging area. That's where the Vex are like, hmm, let's think here. How can we do this? Like, it's more of their, where they take their ideas. Like, this is where they get, mm-hmm. they like, kind of. They test them. It's it's their test zone. It's their shooting range. Yeah, there you go. And then, like, if, like, they'll do like a, like, for example, a lot of with what I do for work is actually running simulations so i'm basically a vex mind hugh 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 um hi mama oh my god i am a i'm i'm cura i'm cura because i know vex and hive and you've been taken and i've been taken <laughs> i'm oh. okay no. okay we can work that into your little icon that's like a side project noting now and show look forward to it oh no what have i done but anyways anyways what i do is so like for work for example i take i would basically try and get one a singular simulation to basically get the results i want so for what i did is for my research side of my job i do the i simulate climates of exoplanets which are planets that orbit other stars this is going to get kind of sciencey i apologize so basically what i do is i I simulate the climates of these exoplanets and i like i change certain parameters and when i get something that i that is basically the thing that i want to like explore i then take that as the template and then i do something called a parameter sweep where i change various variables so like the luminosity of the star or the distance the planet is from the host star stuff like that i have it be a range and then i do that i have it be from like you know x to y and i have it go from x to y over a hundred numbers so basically it'll go the first one will be X and the last one will be Y and there'll be like 98 numbers in between. And I do the same thing for other numbers and other numbers and then I end up getting like 10,000 simulations. And then I graph that and then I see the distribution of and how likely that one case I had originally was a thing. So I am a Vex mind. Oh, this no. is This is really funny. Because I feel like my description of what I do is going to make me sound like a hive. Ascendant hive. So, Ascendant hive. Oh no. Yeah. So so what I do, if say there's a plan that someone like Lucy has, has executed and it's supposed to go a certain way. 
what I do is I look for points of failure and I remove them. I look for points of failure and I kill them. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus, yeah. that's metal. That sounds so metal. And I and I remove them. And I narrow down what's causing this cascading failure. And then I fix it. I correct it. <laughs> you correct it. I ascend it. You ascend it. You ascend it. <laughs> like <laughs> So I mean, I'm I'm not gonna I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna, uh, what's the word? I, I'm not gonna, like, disillusion everyone with what I do, but, like, kind of conversely to what you do, I shave away things that don't work until I find something that does, much like the sword logic. Yes, you are a hive, your job, you're it, basically a hive god, and my job... I'm basically a box <laughs> It doesn't matter to me why it works. It just matters to me that it does. Yes, makes sense to me. <laughs> <laughs> but like going back to uh, to the theory, I feel like that's a hundred percent at their heart with the Vex are. They're trying to edit the code of the timeline of reality that they did not create. For their own purposes, to make sure they make it to the end. For me, I don't think they need to be the final shape. I think their goals are just to exist till the end of time. Uh, unlike the Hive with their final shape, I feel like the Hive want to be the only thing that exists to the end of time. Yeah. Definitely. I I don't think that's necessarily the Vex's goal. I, I, I think they want to get there, but they don't care if they get there alone. Yeah, they don't really care. They just want to get there. They just want to be a constant yeah. of reality. They don't mm -hmm. care exactly. how they get there. They don't care. They just kind of want everything to be Vex. Like That's like the end goal. They want everything to be Vex, and they want to just be a constant in the universe. But the problem is they're 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 meeting a brick wall, an immovable object, and that is us. Guard paracausality. Until they can simulate that, they will never be able to reach that end goal. But it's not it they didn't I wanna say paracausality isn't because of us though, it's because of the hive. I, I mean it's I mean, the Hive use paracausality, and we also use paracausality. I mean, like, paracausality as a whole is what I meant. As a big, as a big box. Big wall. They're trying to break the wall, but they cannot break the wall. The wall is made out of unbreakable material. Unbreakable bricks in the wall. <laughs> My, our older listeners will enjoy that. Anyway. <laughs> um... I really dig that. I, I, I think that's uh, a kind of an interesting approach to what they're trying to do. As we've kind of like gathered here at the end of at the end of stuff, I think the Vex wanting to be a constant as opposed to the only constant. Is what sets them apart from the hive. Yeah, 
and I think that's a great thing to identify at the end of this at the end of this conversation because I I do think what they've done is yeah. an eddy within this plane of existence. But depending on how we define dimensions, I'm kind of now on the fence as to whether or not it's a different plane of existence. Uh, to the original theory that brought us here today. <laughs> to this conversation. So, so, uh... I kind of want to hand it to you now. Like, do you think any final thoughts or like, are you ready to move into score? Like, is, is it another plane or is it, is it like that, that like that Eddie, that like cheat hole within this plane? What do you think? The cheat hole. Um, I think that the, yeah, at least from what we know right now, I think the Vex and the Hive are, I guess, two planes of working on two separate planes of existence, one being the Hive with the Ascendant Plane, and one with the Vex with the Vex Network, and they're both trying to, I guess, work on the same thing, which is our reality, and they're trying, they're basically, it's, it's like a, almost like the, the Cold War. They're trying to, like, like an, arm wrestling like an intimidation each other match? Like, I'm better. No, I'm better. No, I'm better. No, I'm better. Dark combat. Duh. Because they're both kind of trying to do the same thing. It's 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 like the cold like but like with the space race like both the U.S. and Russia were trying to go to space. They just had different ways of doing it, and different plans and different reasons and different ideas, that kind of thing. Dude, quick quick aside, how do you feel about astronaut being extended to anyone who goes into space? What do you mean? Like Well, so so the idea um and I'm I'm very like very compressing uh and and uh, simplifying the thing, but the reason the reason the uh USSR at the time uh had chosen cosmonaut is is it actually implied beyond our own solar system it was the cosmos you're an explorer of this great area of reality astronaut i want to say it's a little more limiting oh that's fair that's fair uh while that may be appropriate i I've just always been like kind of like like funny about that. Like, technically, both would be yeah, true, both are true for yeah. everyone. Yeah, and so I wonder, I wonder why like they chose because at like up until recently, astronaut would have just applied to people who were who went into space on behalf of the U.S. government. Um, whether they were like in the military or not be that as it may, but, like, that would have been, like, part of that, like, yeah. NASA program. Um, yes, correct me if I'm wrong. Sorry, I didn't mean to talk out of school. Um, but it, 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 and now it's, like, kind of extended to, like, the people going up, 
uh, on these now like private industry craft uh, till like the I, I think it's the space launch system uh, comes online uh, to where like NASA and the, the US government will be launching space missions again uh, like they're also like oh you went into space like no dude you're like and I think that's awesome like I don't mean to like talk shit but I'm just like that's that's kind of like interesting to me that like I've always associated it with this, like this governmental like role and now it's just like so if like if I pay Virgin to go up into space or if I pay Jeff Bezos and Amazon like does that make me an astronaut like I kind of feel weird about it congratulations you are now an astronaut go to space you went to space for <laughs> you went to low Earth orbit for approximately fifteen minutes. Congratulations, you are now an astronaut. Here's a here's a gold star and a hat. The gift shop is on our left. Yo, I totally agree with that. How do you feel like, especially as some of these techniques go? Uh, the Virgin one comes to mind. Once you get a plane that can get up there and go into that orbit itself, that's going to totally change. Oh, Earth yeah. Travel. No, that's going to make travel between, like, really far places, like, super fast. You can go into suborbit and just kind of beam back down in a couple hours what would have been, like, even by flight. Like, 18 hours a day's oh, worth yeah. of travel. Oh, yeah. I think once we get to that point where, like... It's it's gonna be holy crap. It, yeah, because so like cool. right now it takes, like, to get a from basically from Washington all the way to Ohio. That's like a nine hour, or not nine, like a six plus hour flight. Hey Lucy, do you want to move into judging this? Week? Yeah, sure. Let's go for it. How would you judge it, Miss Lucy? How would I judge it? Um. Let's see, so the theory is that the VEX network operates on, not, not, not operates on the same patterns, but is a parallel to the hive? Is that what we were saying the theory was? Or is this... That's a lot of parallels that we made, I think, to support it. Uh, the original theory is that it is a different plane yes, of existence. I would give it... Ooh, this part's always hard. Um, 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 I'm gonna give it... 75... Panoptes. Is that in the positive or negative? Positive. That's in the yeah. positive? You know, I came into this, this is one of my theories. Um thinking that but based on our conversation and as to how they're eddies of time as opposed to their own thing i kind of gotta say i give it i'm gonna give it uh 714 osiris like fractions of light nice uh, and in the, the negative. negative. Yeah, like, I don't think they're their own plane. I think they've warped this plane. Hmm. 
and they've taken it into that eddy. It can't exist without this river, so it's not its own plane of existence, even if they make their own rules in that swirl. Because if you think about it, even with the hive, if you're hiding your death, your death still counts in this world. You just mm, hit it. That's true. So, like, that, that's where I was going back to that, like, the Stranger Things upside down thing that Blue Crew came up with. Or, like, first referenced. To my knowledge. If he didn't come up with it. Sorry. <laughs> um, that's a reverse of what is. It can't exist without what is, because it's a reverse. See that? I see that. The little eddies of the Vex network, where they can simulate and repeat time, they can't exist without time. Like, if that could be something, they could just create a, a creative world where they won. Why would they need to even mess with us and simulate us and bother with us? I guess that's true. I don't know. So I give this one, I give this one, even though this was my idea, I give this one, a, I don't think it you is. You don't think anymore. it is? That's interesting. I guess we're in a disagreement. I think mean, that those are the best episodes. <laughs> trust me, trust me, trust me. Yeah, no, um, I, but yeah, yeah, I, I, I think, I think this one, it, it really works. Up until you consider that they, not even all the things you compare it to to make it work, can't exist without the base reality. Interesting. Yeah, if you're a parasite, you're not. You're not. You're not a real boy. <laughs> you're not a real being. Sorry, not to make it Pinocchio. I see. I see. That's where I'm at. Yeah, we just before we before we do shoutouts, we had a fan question from Blade Cook at uh, the only Blade um, the zero for the O and a three for the E. Uh, and he says, you know, uh, we really appreciate your comments, Blade. Uh, we're, we're, we really love that you like the show. And he, and he asks, or they ask at the end of, um, do we uh, think that maybe uh, Arash would be in the next DLC with um, it being the Witch Queen? Uh, thinks like, do, do we think maybe uh, that simulation of orcs before they were Ascendant might come up? Um... And, and I, I can kick this one off. Uh, I think that would be awesome. I think that would be a really cool way to get into other parts of lore that don't necessarily have to do with the subject matter of the season. And I, I don't mean that to say it's off topic. It's totally on topic. Like, it's a great question. Uh, but the reason I say, like, as sort of, like, cool little tidbits that you can get during a mission is, like... You're fighting this wave of enemies that maybe you haven't seen before, and then later you figure out that, like, yo, these were Krill. Yeah. 
And then maybe later you figure out that, like, yo, this one was Aurash. Yeah, no, because... Or maybe you notice the name. Yeah, no, because like, yeah, that, that happened in the in the lore for the Inquisition of the Damned lore book. You get the last entries after, by doing Pit of Heresy. And there's, like, the little ones hidden in Pit of Heresy. Those were newer. But if you do that, get all the lore, and then do the Deathbringer quest, you actually kill one of the characters from the Inquisition of the Damned lore book in that in one of the missions to get Deathbringer. Yeah. And in a hundred percent to I think what you're vibing right now, like I think that I don't know if it would ever be like like a focal point for what it's worth, like like uh, but but to, to kind of what like Lucy's vibing on right now, like I think it's a great. Oh yeah, no, flavor. definitely, I agree. I think Potential. there could be. Yeah. With the Vex, especially with the Vex, the Vex have simulated the Hive home planet. So we could see the Krill at some. We could see on. Yes. Like this is a juicy. Yeah. No, definitely. Like it's it's there for flavor. No, definitely. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. Awesome. Well, Blake. Thank you again for for adding us and, and writing in. Um, and you know anyone else? If you have your own questions or or ideas about uh, about what uh, you know, like you have like about the story of the game, please please add us uh, through the website spinfulltheory.com that we've launched. Uh, on Twitter at Spinful Theory, or you can write into the show uh, SpinfulTheory at gmail.com. Did yes, I get all it right that time? you did. Congratulations. You did it. Nice. I left it. I left it in the bonus audio for last episode where I got it wrong. <laughs> and you called me out appropriately. Um, but yeah, like everyone, uh, you know, if, if honestly, if you had us, we might even yeah. invite you on the show. It's not unheard of. That would be pretty cool. So, uh, yeah. Um, so, like, th- thanks again, uh, Blake Cook, and uh, really appreciate you reaching out. So, yeah. Lizzie, you got any shout-outs this week? This week. Uh, shout-out to... Um... 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 I don't know. I'm running on like no sleep. Should I always go first I'm on shadow. I'm running on like no sleep. I know. How? Why didn't? Why I mean, didn't I took like to a little nap, but then I woke up because I was like, "Well, okay, I took a I'm nap, glad you took the nap." That's about. That's about it. Small nap. That's it. I feel like. I feel like if you can stay up till like ten your time, you should go to sleep, that's... and then you'll wake up at like this regular hour or maybe even a little later because it sounds like you need a I lot of sleep, sleep but then at least your schedule isn't no F'd. it's too late it's too late for that man my schedule is beyond beyond f it's, it's always never too late. late 
It's never too late to get well, rest. Okay. I guess if I was to do a shout out, I would do shout out to uh shout out to I don't know. You go first. I'm sorry. I'm, not <laughs> I'm putting that in the bonus. I'm putting that in the bonus. <laughs> oh, no. Just that little quip of like shout out to. I don't know. <laughs> I'm putting that in there. Oh, I'm putting no, that in there. All right, all right. Uh, no, that's gonna be awesome, dude. The bonus, the bonus tracks are the best tracks. Trust me. Trust me. Uh, my shout out this week. Is going to be, you know, I'm I'm gonna give a shout out this week to Bungie for uh, again. For they they just sponsored one charity drive and now they're already sponsoring another. And I know a lot of people, currently right now on the social medias, are having a rough time with their enjoyment of the game. And you know what, like, dude, you're valid. Like, you're not having fun with what usually gives you the most joy out of this game because of, like, XYZ. Like, that's cool, man. But I'm just going to give, like, a bonus, like, a shout-out to, like, Bungie. Because, you know what? Bungie's going to hear you. They demonstrably do. And they're going to try their best for you. And at the end of the day, man, like, that's all you can ask for. Like, they actually care. There's so many companies out there that don't. So I'm gonna give my shout out to them. Like following our shout out last week, uh, for Bungie Day. Um, I wanna give a bonus shout out. Uh I had a very funny conversation because uh Lizzie, as you know, our launch day was on yes. the eleventh for the website. So our launch day was seven eleven day. Did you go get your free well, Slurpee? No, I did not go get a free Slurpee. That's okay. But it's okay. That's okay. But then, so, like, I don't know if everyone knows this, like, listening. So, 7-Eleven, originally an American company, eventually got bought by its Japanese branch. And so now the parent company is the, Jap like, the original Japanese branch of the company. So the parent company is Japanese. So 7-Eleven Day, on, in... The U.S., for anyone listening who's international and probably writes the, the date differently when they do it shorthand, uh, you do month, day, year, whereas you guys probably do, like, day, month, year. And so I I always wonder, because our 7-Eleven day is on July 11th, but, like, every everywhere that might have a 7-Eleven, Japan in particular, I always wonder, because I, I know for sure they have 7-Elevens, but I've never gotten this confirmed, is, like... November 7th, 7-Eleven Day? Is that when everyone's getting free Slurpees? Because that's how, like, they would I, write it? I... I don't know. I don't know. Dude, like, I gotta know, I right? Know. If if you know, please write us or add us at our various <laughs> These are the things that keep me up at night. That, like, I, my Google Foo is, like, not, like, my Google Foo is usually pretty strong, but not for this. I don't actually know. 
Um, so yeah, that's where I'm at. Um, Lucy, did you have a shout out? <laughs> did I have a shout out? Um, my shout out is also to Bungie for being super cool and giving us content to talk about. I'm so lame. I can't think of anything. So I'm just like, uh, Bungie, because they're cool. Well, not nah, dude. Yeah, no, they just, they just, they just changed up a lot in certain modes of game, and I feel like, and some people like to point fingers, but every part of this community is vocal, because Bungie is receptive. And so, yeah, no, they deserve, they deserve two weeks in a row of shoutouts. I'm happy to do that here in July. Heck yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Seven days after Bungie Day at recording. <laughs> so, so, yeah. Um, with that, everyone, uh, you know, stay safe, as always. Drink some water. Yeah, that's probably a smart idea. Take care of yourself, yeah. guys. Yeah. Do something nice for you, even if it's a little thing. Have some proverbial ice cream. And we'll see you next week. Doodles! Bye-bye. That's off, Guardians. That's it for this week's discussion. Have any questions or comments about this episode? You can reach out to us on Twitter, at SpinFoilTheory, or write us an email at SpinFoilTheory at gmail.com. If you'd like to read our show notes, check out articles, listen to past episodes, and more, be sure to pay us a visit over at our website, spinfoiltheory.com. The Lore Network.